Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Did a little traveling this past week as well. Got up into northeast, north central Iowa. Silage cutting is full bore up there. The guys are uh, uh, chopping and taking out some pretty good tonnages as far as the silage goes. Looks like some pretty strong yields. Well, you'll check the field corn in that 2240 range, most of it being around that 210, 220. Looks a lot similar to here except for their... They're about 25 days out from black layer. So they, even though they've got uh, April planted corn as well up in there, they're going to be a little behind us from that perspective itself. With that said, we did check a field at 299. So that's the high so far that I've yield checked this year and uh, look pretty impressive. But I would say they're, they're looking at a good crop as well up in the north central, the northeast part of the, of the uh, territory up there in Iowa. Uh, bean yields again look pretty strong, but, uh, significant amount of sudden death and you can tell it came in early on some of those fields where it's gonna those sudden death fields are going to get dinged up there seed harvest is underway here in illinois pretty heavy uh haven't had real solid numbers other than i've heard from 105 to 110 percent of what they expected so it sounds like the seed corn uh, is in pretty good shape as we're in the fields here in illinois this past week we continue to run into stock quality problems a situation where uh, getting fields that aren't passing the push test and with that talk to a number of guys who plan to start this week and they're going to start grinding out some of this tougher looking stuff that doesn't look like it's going to uh, stand for us itself and moisture's in that 24 25 percent range on some of the stuff especially in the uh, earlier april planted uh, that we we're working with so by week's end we probably ought to have uh, some real numbers to work with uh, as far as the yield goes on the commercial corn itself actually saw something this week I haven't seen in a long time, and that was corn borer uh, boring into the shank and dropping ears on the ground. So I had two different fields. We found corn ear, ear corn on the ground with corn borer shanks or corn borer holes in the ear shank itself. Uh, and that's something that in your non-GMO corn that we probably need to be scouting for when we're out there to look at the shank quality, especially the ears hanging down. Are they just becoming mature or do we have a corn bore into it? And if you do run into um, corn bore in the shank itself, you may want to move that up on your harvest schedule. But uh, as we've talked about before in the boots in the field, the number of corn bore moths is significantly up this year and it's a direct correlation to the amount of non-GMO uh, corn that's being planted out there. And it looks like this insect will uh, come right back into play if we uh, move away from the non-GMO part of it. And we may have to manage it with spray itself. But again, if you find uh, you got some weak shanks out there due to the corn bore, um, you're probably going to want to, just like a, a poor stock quality, you're going to want to move that uh, field up on your harvest window itself and make sure we don't have them on the ground because they start to fall out we can't stop that either this past week we've been ground truthing aerial imagery um, going out in the field and actually doing yield checks in the red yellow green area right now those uh, look to be dead on meaning that uh, the past especially the last few shots that were taken they are going to represent your yield maps so it's time to get out there and actually put some numbers some to it. That way you can kind of get an estimate of what your overall yield itself is going to be. But be sure you look through your pictures, your high-resolution pictures for cloud cover because a cloud cover can throw those thermals off and you might be searching for something that doesn't exist out there. It is a, a little bit disappointing to find as to see so many clouds that have bothered an, a number of pictures out there. 
Um, but again, that's the way the summer was to find a day where we didn't have that cloud cover to get all this aerial imagery in about impossible. Uh, but that picture really helps. Uh, you to make sure that you're looking at something real in the field. So look for the cloud cover. Make sure you're not traveling. But these uh, last few pictures that are coming now, they're going to be pretty detailed and actually telling us where the best and the worst corn is in the field. And we can get out there and actually look for maybe some causes as far as why some of this corn is dying prematurely. Especially those dead spots that are starting to show up prematurely in the field. I mean, they're a lot more aggressive looking than other parts of the field. You want to get out there and one thing you want to look for is Goss's wilt. Unfortunately, it's showing up more than I uh, ever expected to see. We're finding Goss's wilt pockets out in there. Most of it has been pretty light and it's come late enough that it's not going to ding yield. But there are some pockets, maybe the size of a house out in there, that when you get out in there, you realize it was there earlier and we just didn't catch it. I went back and looked at some earlier imagery and actually it showed up about a month ago, but we didn't catch it. It's important, though, to know if we have Goss's wilt out there because we're going to need to know the next time that field goes into corn that we're going to have to have something with a good Goss's score, especially you guys that are no-till or strip-tilling where there can be residue left over from this past crop. I don't have a good explanation of where this Goss's wilt is coming from, um, but it is something that's kind of slipping behind the scenes that a lot of people aren't catching. Now, granted, there's a boatload of Diplodia stalk rod and there's Antrachnose top killer. You name it, we've got it out there as this plant starts to go to ripe but that's the one disease that concerns me as far as how do we manage it in the future if we don't know where it's at out there itself remember when you're picking your hybrids that next year's cornfields for the most part is where the heavy northern leaf blight was last year so we still have to uh, be diligent there to know what our northern leap light scores are on the hybrid selections for next year in your corn soybean rotation because that'll be the first year into the heavy pressure that we dealt with last year itself. So at least know your scores on those hybrids so you know how to manage it itself. And if you do find lots of gosses wilt, and especially if it's corn on corn, we're going to have to definitely make hybrid selections accordingly because there just really isn't nothing we can do once that escape itself breaks out. The crew is ready to start the fall testing, and as the combines start rolling this week, don't forget to call in your fields, and they'll follow up behind you, and we'll get these uh, results turned around back to you. So from there on, I guess, let's keep it safe and keep it moving.